is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Day, and the CEO of Beauty Boss Network, your go-to resource to find everything you need to break out, ball out, and blossom into the beauty boss of your dreams. Beauty Boss Network. Today's guest is one of my really good friends. I'm so excited to have her on. If you are in the Beauty Boss Network community, this woman is no stranger to you. Fifi Tespassion Perry has been a part of the Beauty Boss Network community and been at multiple of our events. She is a wealth of knowledge, a gem of a human, and just a brilliant Beauty Boss brain that I had to have on the show. Fifi has worked with some of the top cosmetic brands. She has worked with some of the top makeup artists in the business. She travels internationally and has developed her niche as one of the leading bridal makeup experts in the industry. So thank you so much for being on the show today, girl. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I love that little intro. I just want y'all to know that was not pre-recorded. Like, Bree did that live. Did you see how I was looking at y'all? I was like... Oh my God! <laughs> we got it. We, we we try to we try to make it a little more legit, you know. I, I kick see. into my podcast host <clears throat> vibe and just get it. I love it. I it love going. it. I'm so excited to have you here. So thank you. Um, I'm gonna just hop straight into the meat real quick. Tell our listeners who aren't as familiar with you a little bit about how and when you started in the beauty industry. So my stories are pretty, uh, a little bit crazy. So if you came to any of the events, you would know that I started off with getting my degree in public health, and I went all the way into getting my master's in public health and got a job in IT, then worked in public health for a while, and I quit one day. I actually quit on my 25th birthday. Quarter-life crisis? It was. I was, <laughs> I was miserable, like, I did not like what I was doing, and I just I just wasn't happy. And I was like, like I always say, I was chasing that nine to five, but the nine to five was not chasing me. It just it just <laughs> wasn't working out. You know what I mean? And I think that um, everybody has this like I don't know. It's like a cookie cutter dream. You're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to get a job. You're supposed to get a salary, four hundred one k, all that to feel secure in your job. And I had that, but I still wasn't happy. And just for fun to kind of get away from it, I actually started working at Mac. So I'm getting a really nice salary, and then on the weekends, I'm at Mac just to... Just have fun. Yeah, just to have fun and to really get in my creative space because I'm a creative person. So, you know, Mac opened up a lot of doors for me, and it was just a really hard decision for me to leave my 9 to 5 and my my safety net and... um, they hired me full time, and I, I I rode that till the wheels fell off, and I started my own brand, and I was starting to be, you know, noted as one of the top bridal makeup artists in the D.C. area and in Dallas. Then I started being flown internationally, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like it happened so effortlessly that I knew this was my calling, and 
yeah, that was that's how it all happened, really. And I here love I am it. today. And I love that you say it happened effortlessly, but I know that that also doesn't necessarily mean it happened with no bumps in the road. Oh, heck no. Girl, so talk about that a little bit. Like transitioning from Mac, which is a great corporate company to work for within the cosmetic space. I've gotten the opportunity to interview some other beauty gurus and experts that have come up through Mac, and they do some incredible training, not just from an artistry perspective, but even like a business professionalism perspective. Absolutely. So I feel like it really grooms really successful artists. Absolutely. But still, that transition into working for yourself had to be a little a little rocky because it is for everybody. So do you have any uh, stories that come to mind that you want to share in terms <laughs> of that making that transition? Why do I immediately start laughing? Of course. It, that transition, I just look back and I always just thank God because I'm like, Oh, my goodness. God was just with me the entire step of the way because it didn't it didn't feel that hard until I look back and I see it all in one piece, if that makes sense. Once I see the progress, I'm like, I don't know how it didn't break because here I am under a structured job. You know, I, I come in, I'm told what to do. You know, I have a boss. I don't. I'm not worried about my paycheck. It's going to come on the 1st and the 15th. I have insurance. You know, it's right. you're almost. Security. Yeah, there's that, like I said, that safety net. And to leave that and be your own boss and st- you're literally starting over and having to figure that all out. Like you're, you're your own HR, your own marketing, you're your own everything. Mm-hmm. Every title that's in an actual company you are that person Mm -hmm. until you have a place where you can hire somebody but I just remember battling with uh, the business side of it because I am a creative Um, so that didn't really come to me as as naturally or you know or as easy to me but through trial and error I definitely look back and I've learned so much just even with Mac I learned how to learn how to deal with clients and really just how the makeup industry does work but I'm still figuring it out I don't have it all figured out I really don't and I'm still learning how to be a boss and every year I just look back and I just I'm just grateful for all the the trials and the tribulations and the triumphs that that come with all of it because you just get you just get better at it I love it too I love it. (laughs) I can definitely attest to just balancing the confusion of being self-employed and, you know, starting out and having to manage so closely, like, your expenses. And, girl, that first time I, that first year I didn't, and that tax return was, there was not a return, girl, because I was so bad about it. And I feel like that's, like, I feel like that's almost a rite of passage. Like, everybody that branches out on their own makes that mistake at least that first year, and you do it, if it's bad enough, you know never to make that mistake again. You want to really, you want, because you know I tell the truth. Yes, please. That's what we're about. For years, I didn't even do that. No? No. Girl. Yeah, but I didn't know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, there were so many things I didn't know, so I had to backtrack, and that was, that was hell. Yeah. It was hell, and that's one thing I definitely learned. Well, because they don't just let you pick up where you left off. Like, they make you go back. Yeah, they do. They're like, okay, so you know how long have you been in company? You're like, oh, man, I think for, like, three years, like, oh, okay, honey, let's pull up these bank account statements. You're like, wait, what, what? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So I didn't know LLC. I didn't know all that, and I didn't at that time have a business mentor, so... You know, I'm just taking appointments and I'm just getting money, but as a uh, legit business, 
not only that, but once I really understood taxes and as a business owner, I believe it's your duty to pay your taxes. Absolutely. And, you know, it really just puts back into your nation. So I felt bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> I but was like, I do owe some money. <laughs> we all learn one way or another. But you know what? Like, as much as sometimes we feel like, oh, that's crappy or, oh, I don't want mm-hmm. to or, oh, this is working for me. Like, it always catches up to you. It really does. They, they will find you. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. They used to call me and... I'm like, who is, like, what? Girl. If you register even just your website, oh yeah, that alone will send a signal, like, you're a, poss- a possible business. Yeah, so send the signal don't out. Don't try it. Just be a person of integrity and just do it the right way. Yeah. I know I'm speaking to somebody out there. I just felt my spirit just tell me <laughs> somebody's going to feel. Well, I know that that's the truth, though, because so many people, like you said, you just don't know what you don't know. And that's one of the things that I definitely encounter the most. And thank God for mentors. And I wanted oh, to speak yeah. to you about that because you've been blessed to have some pretty incredible ones. So how critical yes. do you feel like having a mentor has been for you and your growth? Honest to God, I would not be here if it weren't for my mentors and my colleagues in the field, and I'll say trusted colleagues and trusted mentors because mm. not everybody ding, is ding, ding. yeah not everybody is your 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 friend in the field unfortunately, um, but I've been super blessed to have some of the top makeup artists in the world well in my eyes <laughs> mm-hmm. to be my mentors. So Randy Vasquez, as most of a lot of people know, is my main mentor that I talk to on a daily basis and I have that access to to information uh, basically mentors somebody that has mastered certain skill sets that you have and they're willing to um, coach you on it pour into you and pour into you and you know it doesn't always mean money or mainly information and guidance so I'm I'm super grateful for that and and mentors give you opportunities and will, you know, just give you the real on everything and will help you uh, through some things that you are unsure of or don't know the answers to. So I've been blessed with that, and I've my biggest dream is to – I am already a mentor, but I, I want to do it on a level where I really want to help a lot of people. Well, nice. Because – it feels good to give it back, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that anybody that's made it has this calling and this desire to pour it back into somebody else. Like it's right. just human nature. If you're a good person and someone has given something to you, you you do have this underlying desire to just pay it forward. And I think Absolutely. that's something that's so beautiful about the human race. But uh, to kind of build off of that, I'm sure some serious jaws dropped when they heard Bernie Vasquez as a close <laughs> mentor of yours. So can you yes. share your story of how that mentorship, that friendship kind of fostered? Absolutely. And men, uh, right, mentor. <laughs> so Rennie had a makeup class. He was um, hosting in D.C. And what a lot of people don't know, and actually I just told him recently, but I almost didn't go to that class. Really? Because I was trying to talk myself out of pain. I I don't even remember how much it was. It was nothing insane at that time. And I was just trying to talk myself out of pain that and I was like, you know what? I'm naturally a great artist. I don't need any extra education. There's always YouTube. Ugh, gag. (laughs) (laughs) So in the end, I just said, forget it. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to do this. And when I went, we just like instantly hit it off. And he didn't really talk much to me in the beginning or when I was doing the hands-on portion. I was like, oh, my God, I must really suck. 
I didn't, he didn't say, like, that much to me. But what I realized is that he was helping the people that really needed a lot of help. And in the end, he asked me at the end of the class. I just was thanking him. And he said, I would love for you to be my model for my next class and my assistant. And I was like, okay, <clears throat> what? <laughs> I was like, you want me to what? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, what's your number? And I was like, oh, my God. I was, like, literally hyperventilating. This is so funny because we're good friends now. So That's so funny. But, you know, our friendship, he always kept it super, super. I mean, it's still very professional with him. We have that amazing boundary where we've established that, um, where we're friends and, and it's professional all day, every day. But over the years, our friendship has just gotten super close. You're fine. Oh, sorry. Over the years, your friendship has gotten... Yeah, so over the years, our friendship just got super close, and this year, our I feel like our friendship has gotten even closer, and we're doing a lot of projects together, and our brands intertwine, so mm. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. And it just happened on a natural level, so when it comes to finding a mentor, it just needs to happen naturally. Uh, I'm not saying don't send your favorite artists an email or anything like that. I would never discourage anybody to not do what they feel is right in their heart but don't like be aggressive about it I guess well I think too it's it's a tremendous ask to ask someone to be a mentor like you don't choose your mentor your mentor chooses you yes that's really how it works because I mean unless you're willing to pay for that advice you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and I think that's too like there's you know mentor is also a very millennial word and so you kind of hear it intertwined with coach but a mentor is like a free mentor, someone that chooses yep. you, versus a coach who is someone that you choose, that you pay Absolutely. for coaching. And so, you know, I think that it does have to kind of be authentic, which is a testament to you putting yourself out there, even right. sometimes when you don't want to. Right. And I do mentor a couple girls, and I everything I do is from the bottom of my heart. Um, I don't have to announce what I'm doing for them or no. I don't have to put it out there because it's something that I really saw in them and wanted to pour into them what I may have not had. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, Thank you. Yeah, girl. <laughs> that's awesome. Your mentees. My mentees. I love them so much. You know who you are. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about <clears throat> developing you as an individual, right? Uh, I think that having a mentor, sometimes people think, like, you know, they have to follow in those footsteps. And obviously there's techniques that you have adopted, but you're also your own artist. So how do you balance that and really maintaining your sense of individuality throughout the mentors that you have? Bray, that is such a good question because working under Rennie, it – I, I was telling him recently, I was like, you know, it was intimidating at first. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. And I was just 100% focused on, you know, his brand. And the beautiful thing about his mentorship is he started pushing me. It was like, Fifi, you need to, you need to branch out and, and do this and that. And that's how you know when you have you're the right. the right mentor. Yeah. When they say, you know what, it's not just about you assisting me, but I want to also assist you in your growth. And uh, for me, I like I said, I just you kind of just pick up bits and pieces, and you make it your own style. And and as long as it's true to who you are, um, so I have a lot of things that I incorporate with. So my cultural background, being East African, 
uh, being an immigrant. There's so many different things that inspire my artistry and how I run my business and what I do and just my creative thought process. But it's also definitely heavily influenced. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram story. (laughs) (laughs) But it's definitely heavily influenced by my mentors as well, so... I love it. That's awesome. I so just I always say just do you, do you boo, do, do you, and don't don't copy people, guys. Stop that. You know you can be inspired. But just don't copy. And that is it's such a fine line, right? And that's kind yeah. of what I was getting yeah. at because you, it's like you do get sources of inspiration, <clears throat> right? But sometimes <clears throat> as artists, the line is kind of blurred between inspiration and flat out, flat out mockery <laughs> right so I will say this so if I if uh, there's if any of my mentors or colleagues I'm like dang that was a really good idea I will ask and I think it's okay to ask like hey like I'm, I'm thinking of doing this and maybe incorporating a little bit of how you did it like is, are you okay with that mm. and I think it's fair because if somebody asked me and I felt okay with that why not I mean there's mm-hmm. enough for everybody but just yeah, just you gotta be your own person. Don't copy. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Good yes. advice. Yeah, no, it's uninspired, and you definitely. <clears throat> I mean, there's already a Renny Vasquez, right? So right. being like a Renny Vasquez, like mimic is not going to help you stand out in the marketplace at all which kind of gets into branding a little bit. And right. we our last podcast episode was all about branding and for those that don't know Fifi you actually just recently started you know a YouTube channel we talked a lot about video and you're making a lot of moves to really brand yourself individually so what branding tips do you have for somebody wanting to really stand out as an individual and is maybe struggling right now so I know it can be intimidating when you go online and you see all this content and right now, with all the shifts that are happening in the media world, you have to start producing actual media. So videos and podcasts right now are the way to go. Pictures don't have that much of an impact like they used to. Mm. So, you know, and I've known that for a long time. It was just a matter of me taking the time out to teach myself how to film, how to edit, how to figure out what type of content do I want, you know, and Normally, I don't get my inspiration from Instagram because of the fact that it all starts to look alike at one point. Yeah. So I'll go to museums. I'll go to the art galleries with my husband. I'll go to the Botanical Garden in Dallas. Just kind of chill and just let whatever my imagination kind of just run wild, and I'll get ideas from there. But that's one branding tool for sure is to start creating video content. Um, And you do some really good video I mean, Thank you do. You. You've got the good quality. Your personality really shines through. I feel like a lot of people have really been hesitant or reluctant to hop into it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you've really embraced it full force. So, you know, I mean, talk about what's your what, what's your secret to video? And not just, like, from a technical standpoint, but from a confidence standpoint, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of us, you know, struggle with that. Absolutely. And, and, and confidence is something that I definitely have struggled in the past. And something that I still battle with in certain situations. And I started realizing that creating videos was almost therapeutic for me because mm-hmm. if I just, like, needed to talk it out, like, you can watch it back and just delete it. Right. And it was just therapeutic for me. Like, you're just, like, letting it out. Um, but the 
God, this sentence sounds so cliche, but really be yourself. You know, I think that when you see that red light go on, you're like, holy crap, we're recording. Like, your personality can go out the window. But I've done so many practice videos, and if if I sense I'm not being myself, I know my audience is gonna sense that as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't even I don't even edit it. I'm like I'm gonna start it over with something else, and I have to make sure that I want to do that video. I wanna I'm really passionate about the product that I'm about to review or whatever it is that I'm, I'm recording. So yeah, that's just if you don't are not passionate about it, don't do it. That's, they can sense that it's so easy. Energy is transferable through videos. Absolutely, we were talking about video and how. Just communication in general. I can't remember the statistics, but I do remember the one that he shared, which was one video is, studies show that like one video is equal, a 60 second video mm-hmm. is equal to the impact of 1.8 million words. Wow. Yeah. And then we were just kind of talking about how much of communication is through body language versus words versus your tone and video yeah. covers that whole gamut, and so if you're really trying to connect with your audience on a new stratosphere, and you're totally basic, you're you're just affirming that even even more, which I love, and if you guys love that, you definitely need to check out the last episode too. So that is solid advice as far as video goes, and with you, I feel like you are really smart about it too, because you don't get lost in just this, doing video for the sake of video, like you're still yeah. true to your niche, you know, mm-hmm. and you've established yourself as a bridal beauty expert. And I feel like you still stay very consistent with that, even in the videos that you do. So talk to me a little bit about really honing in on your niche. Was it something that you chose because you loved it or did it just kind of choose you and that's the way that your career took you? Like what, how did you fall into that specific niche? It did it did choose me, but I also chose it, if that makes sense. I believe that when I did bridal makeup, my my heart was so happy when I did it that the universe just opened up for me, and that's what I got. Mm. I, I believe that because I wanted it, that's what I was doing. So, um, yeah, I didn't really have to chase it. I don't know if, I don't know how to answer Your heart that. was just in it. Yeah, it was just really in it. And I always say what's done in love is always done well. So I always did everything in that in that specific area with love because in my IT job, that was not done with love, okay? <laughs> and nothing great come, came out of that besides my paycheck. That's so Oh, funny. I know they wanted to get rid of me so many times. <laughs> That's so funny. Now, let me ask you a question. When you went yes. to IT, were you like full glam? I was, and then I stopped being full glam because they didn't, they already didn't take me seriously. Right. But they super did not take me seriously when I would come in. And, and like I said, I, after that job, so my nine to five, I would literally go and work at Mac to like 10 or close or whatever. And I, I, so I would wear makeup to work and they would just look at me like, who does she think she is? Like, <laughs> you're behind a computer you're all day. You're too pretty to work here. <laughs> And, you know, IT is not really a field that's super welcoming to women anyways. I mean, it's changing right now. I'm, at least I'm seeing that. But The world in general, thank God. I'm, I'm so grateful for that job. I don't like bashing that, that job because there's so many things I learned from it as far as data goes. And God just works in amazing ways. I now know how to create a database, and I have one for my products. So that's I know fantastic. when I'm out of something. Everything happens for a reason, (laughs) right? And that's something that I think, you know, a lot of us are really unforgiving. And I have to check myself sometimes because Mm -hmm. that's even something that 
I struggle with. It's something that everybody struggles with. And I and it's that, you know, when things don't work out, it's like, oh, that what a waste or yeah. you know, but nothing's a waste. At all. Nothing is a waste. And you don't really know that until like I, uh, I was saying in the last event we had, that's why I do like quarterly checks, like meaning I, I intentionally will look back like, okay, did the six months previous six months go as planned? What progresses did I make? Like, I have to make myself aware of that because if I don't, I get lost in, oh, that was a waste. Oh, I could have done that better. And that's just, uh, you get nowhere with that. That's brilliant. And that's something that I have found most, you know, successful people do is they really treat their artistry, their beauty bossing as a true corporation. And so if you were at a corporation, you would be getting quarterly checks. You would yep. get an annual review, which would determine whether or not you get a raise. Like, we have to do <laughs> the same things for ourselves. So I love that you do that because, mm-hmm. you know, and I should probably do mine quarterly because I do it <laughs> kind of annually. Like, yeah. New Year is when I do my review. Like, New Year, new me, and I'm like, okay, what have I invested in this year? What have I invested in my business and my kit and myself, you know, to justify me, me potentially raising this rate, you know, so that right. when I tell the client my new rate and they're reluctant, I can say, yeah, but this is how much more you're getting because I did my review and I know, you know, what I did. And it gives you that confidence, right? Right. And quarterly is brilliant. So I I used to do uh, every year, but I realized that there's that um, confidence boost everybody gets around New Year's Mm -hmm. that doesn't last and it can give you, like, false... I guess, interpretations of how your year went, you know, or like, good point. or you, I used to look at it as like, you know what, that year sucked. I'm starting over. Like, so I, I wouldn't do a true review on myself at that year because I was like, you know, it's a new year. I'm going to start over. It doesn't matter. Right. So that's why I do them like every six months or three months. Yeah. Well, and it's good motivation throughout the year too, yeah. because then you can look back on that last three months and be like, oh, I yeah, haven't seen no. any improvement or... <laughs> Yeah, like I need to up my game. Yeah, and it kind of helps you, you know, because we're in competition with ourselves. Yeah. And so it helps you kind of be competitive as if you're reviewing yourself every three months, those smaller increments, like have I grown? Did I do better this quarter? Did I suck this quarter? What do I need to make up for that this quarter? You know what I mean? So that's great. up goals and trying to crush them. And I've been trying to be super intentional about that because as creatives, I feel most of us don't like to create goals. We just kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And um, going with the flow sometimes won't make you rich. No. You have to, yeah, because you don't know where your money's going. You don't know, you're just, you don't know where you're going. I have yet <laughs> to talk to, encounter, interview, read about, watch on TV, any millionaire that's just a go-with-the-flow purpose no, person. that's just not going to work. They are all incredibly intentional and thought out and methodical, and everything yeah. that they do is systematic because they need to know. I, I've, I've yet to see one millionaire that's just like, whatever. Right, and if you're creative, it's okay. And if you're not good at that, then outsource. Yeah. Invest in yourself. Get a business coach. Pay somebody to do it. Absolutely. Because I'm not good at that. I'm, I'll be the first to say it. I suck at it. I'm like, I don't know. And girl, just because you know you are a certain type of way does not give you an excuse to act that way. So right, right. you need to acknowledge what you are good and you're not good, good at, at so that you can 
find the resources, like you said, to, to help you bridge that gap. Like, there's no doubt that this podcast would not happen if I didn't have a Walter Johnson Jr. sitting to my left right now, you know? Like, you have to have people that are rich in the areas that you absolutely suck. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I had to record a girl, podcast, girl. we would be here looking like, I don't know. Yeah, Just you have two dodo, to have people Two dodo you. birds. Girl, no one girl, makes Where's the alone. power button, girl? <laughs> no. I'm <laughs> having a super meltdown in here. <laughs> no one makes it alone in everything. Like, you have your team. Yeah. Like, we all, everybody does. You have to make that investment, and you will yes. see those dividends pay off. And so. I wouldn't trust Walter with my eyebrows either. So it all works out. You know, it all it's a trade-off. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is, so. I love it. I love it. I love to ask everybody on our podcast, what is the best piece of business advice you ever got no I'm just kidding <laughs> points at the chance <laughs> what's the best best business advice that I got okay wait let me put the words together slow and steady wins the race mm. that's the best advice why it was the best advice for myself because I can rush into a lot of things and it not be fully thought out and the end result looks like it wasn't thought out yeah and I think with social media I see a lot of people it's easy to compare right put out projects just because they want to say they did it first or whatever but the end result doesn't look that great so I'd rather take my time if 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 it's a year or whatever and 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 do what I have to do and god I hate to use this example Okay, I'll, I don't, I'm not going to... Be re- transparent. Well, it's about makeup brands. I'm just going to say this. <clears throat> there brand was a, a. Yeah, brand A. <laughs> I can tell did not... They, they recently launched their product. I can tell it wasn't thought out with different skin tones, undertones of, of um, just everything. It just looked cheap, and I could tell that brand A just wanted it out there and wanted to make some money and brand B which I'll say who it is Fenty Beauty by Rihanna that girl it's she said it took her close to two and a half years to formulate 40 foundations I believe that it. is a long time I believe it and I right exactly but look look at how everything's sold out of the shelves now yeah and brand A is like struggling mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just shows you that slow and steady wins the race don't put out something just because you want to put it out you know make sure that it's done right absolutely I remember even starting this brand it was really hard because I could, I'd see other people launching things yeah. sooner and mm-hmm. it can kind of eat at you and you just have to remind yourself to just stay focused on your own race and yeah. keep your eyes on your own mat like just lay, like tunnel vision. That's real. really good. Now on the flip side of that, let's hear the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten. The worst advice? I know you've gotten some funky advice. That's, I don't know. That's hard. <laughs> I mean, I think because I have such amazing mentors, I've never gotten, well, to me, what seemed like bad advice. Jesus. Um, what's bad advice that I've got? I don't know. I don't know. You've never gotten any bad advice? Oh, when it came to, like, when it came to a certain makeup application, Uh, can I just say that? Because, I mean, that's... 
I mean, that's kind of lame. I know, I know. Because I don't know. I can't really think of bad business. Ad- okay, you tell me bad business advice you've gotten. Okay, I will. Yeah, I'm going to flip it on you. How about that? This oh, is now my, my podcast. Oh, God. I am now the captain, okay? Girl, I prepare the questions, not the answers, okay? <laughs> um, let's think here. I've for sure gotten some bad business advice. Um, you know, I mean, and it actually probably goes, the one that sticks out to me the most um, that kind of goes hand in hand with your best advice, right, is the opposite, which is, like, just do it. Like, just mm-hmm. go for it. And, like, to me, that really was sort of the worst advice because you can't, like, you mm. have to do it, but you don't just do it. Like, I'm sorry, Nike, but you don't just <laughs> do sorry, it. Sorry, Nike. Like, you have to think it out. You can't just do it. There's so much that goes into it before the do it aspect of it. Huh? Plan. Oh, yeah, Walter, thank you. Look at you reminding me of my my own systems and processes. Right, so there's a huge SOP uh-huh. for my corporate babies out there. Okay, Systems okay. and processes. If you're not in the corporate side and you're like, what is an SOP, Brie? Um, but, yeah, we plan, do, review. Like, that's every, every project that we want to do, we, yeah. we do the planning first, <clears throat> and then we do it. And then, like, literally 24 hours later is a review, and everybody does a SWOT analysis. Like, I'm really big on planning it out and thinking everything through, doing it, and then reviewing it immediately after, like, what we need to do to make it better so we're constantly improving. Like, I never just do anything, and everything that I do is super thought out. So I've had people that are like, sometimes you just have to go for it. And, like, I believe that if you're the type of person that's into making excuses to not do the planning and the doing to review, you know, like, there is a point where you're not just – you're, it's not. There is a point where you do have to take action. Yeah. But you're not just doing it. Like there's a lot just of thought. Yeah, and I'm super methodical in that way. So I think that's probably some of the worst advice I ever got because anytime I just did something, it never went well. <laughs> right. And you go back and you're like, I think it went well. I don't know. No. But that's one thing I actually learned in public health is plan, do, and then you have your evaluation in the end. Yeah. So. And you're super methodical in that way, which is, I think, why we get along. Because yeah. we kind of think like, we're not just on the surface. Right. And I I'm, love that. anytime I'm doing something, like, I'm really big on, like, why? Wh- even if it went great, like, how could this have been better? You right. know? And I think that that's something that's really been a guiding light for me and my success anyway. Yes. Okay, next question, so Bree. So I have for you. Oh, no, no girl. <laughs> You're funny. She's like, oh, never. Not I can hijack a podcast real quick, okay? I just, I've never been hijacked before. <laughs> this is a first on the Beauty Boss podcast. I'm hijacked. Did you like that? My role. I did like it. It was kind of interesting being in this chair. Now oh, I understand. Oh, bad advice, though, at beauty. Don't only use eyelash. I mean, um, try glue for eyelashes. Girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. I still see it happening. <laughs> I see it happening, too. Yeah. I just, mm That's a good, that, that actually leads me to my last question, girl. Let's talk about some beauty bloopers. <laughs> <gasps> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> there's a problem on my hips. <laughs> it's that time for a beauty blooper. Brought to you by CelebritySience.com, making you the leading brand in your category. Okay, I really can't make this up. (laughs) I wish I could, but I can't. But I'll never forget that I had um, a client's... God, I'm about to throw up. A client's mom asked me one time to uh, cover 
her corns with foundation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sick. I'm like, y'all don't pay me enough for that. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, do like you on mind? her feet? No, I'm dead dead serious. She asked you to put makeup on her feet. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> like I was I just kept, I kept saying what at least four times. Out of a toe brush. I was like, girl, first of all, I hate feet. Uh, I, oh, oh, Lord, Jesus, I need some water. We're dry even you know, over the, here. The reason why is because, like, her feet are imprinted in my mind. And I just remember, like, just how they looked. And I was like, okay, Fifi, just keep it professional. Please don't laugh and don't throw up. <laughs> That's all I kept telling myself. Don't laugh and don't throw up. But I told her, she asked to use my beauty blender, and I was like, okay, I know I'm not. I was like, ma'am, no, that's a high hygiene issue. Um, that's unsanitary. But it really happened. Like, I wish I could make this up. So what I did was I scooped up some AJ Crimson, <laughs> put in a little Ziploc bag for her, and I gave her a sponge. I was like, here you go, girl. I, she was like, was well, <laughs> it my match? I said, I don't know. You're going to have to figure that out. but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got to get out of here now. I, I, and, oh, thank God, though, that was, like, it, it, it happened as I was packing up. Because oh. had it happened before. You would have been stuck. I did the bride's makeup. I would have, oh. Yeah, and there's no getting out of that. You'd have been putting foundation on that corn girl. No, you 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 couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> I thought I was going to die that day. I love it. That's sick. Is there anything else that's happened? That's a pretty sick one. Oh, yeah, and then uh, there was this one time I was doing makeup at this D.C. councilman's, like, house, and I don't know why I had packed my glitter that day. That was, that was like, in the beginning of my makeup career, so don't judge me, but green glitter, like, blew open <laughs> on, like, her oriental rug. Like, you know, the, the rugs that are, like, thousands of dollars? Uh-huh. And she looked at me like, you heffa. <laughs> I could have died. Ugh. But it was funny for me. I was like, it's kind of pretty, though, because your carpet is kind of green. Like, it kind of— You try to sell it. Yeah, try I really to try to—I try to sell that glitter on her rug. She How was, can I recover? And I was like, do you have a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> Girl, I was in her house vacuuming that carpet up. I bet you were. Because I felt terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't ever want to make somebody's house a mess. And you're like the sweetest human. I can literally, I can envision you like, <laughs> hold on, like I vacuumed it. Now you're on your hands and knees, like literally picking the needle out of a haystack. Like yeah. I, I can see you. I it's felt so funny. terrible. I was like, <laughs> she's, I'm going to be on like Washington Post front page. I love it. That's hysterical. So. Went down the history. Don't hire this makeup artist. <gasps> she will infest you with glitter. I actually did cry. Everywhere. But that's when I first started and I was like, oh my god, this is it's over for me. I wasn't meant to do that. Oh, girl. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Green glitter. Aw, oh, Fifi, this has been an awesome interview. I've got so much incredible Thank you nuggets. for having me. Inspiration from being your own person to, you know, just being methodical and intentional with your goals. I mean, true gold. So thank you again for joining us. I love you. I love you too. And uh, I'll see you guys next time on the Beauty Boss Podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening. Bye. OMG, use a boss. Beauty Boss Network. Come on, slay, boss. 
episode is brought to you by Mustav. More than makeup. My Mustav must-have of the week is my mood therapy mask. Boost your mood with a Mustav face mask. Check it out on their Instagram account at Mustav underscore USA. That's at M-U-S-T-A-E-V underscore USA. This is the EWN Podcast Network.